Welcome back to the PG D&D Podcast. And welcome back to PG D&D. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Jefferson Beatty, joined by... Shay, I play Thalassa. Matt, I play Adolphus the Great. Zane, I play Theseus. Tyson, I play Alondros. Connor, I play Callan. Last week on PG D&D, you found the island of Crufix. You left your ship in the hands of Iodorn and the rest of the crew. And entering the massive building on this island, you walked in. Inscribed on the wall was, Take Knowledge's Trials for Knowledge's Sake. After entering the trials, the doors shut behind you, and you were faced with three different challenges. The first involving diamonds, riches, and numbers. The second, that one was the uh, hardest. <laughs> a lone room with a single candle on a chest. And lastly, five riddles asked you by a sphinx. After successfully completing those riddles, you were allowed access to the Tree of Crufix, which grew almost endlessly up into the next sky, its branches intertwining with the nebulas. You heard Crufix's voice around you, his presence there, though his physical form not being able to see, to be seen. You asked him questions, to which he answered, in mostly vague responses. And in doing so, you learned what you could find, or you learned how you could find Atlantis. Just before leaving, after the final question was asked, you noticed at the base of the tree 15 chests, each bearing the symbols of their prospective gods. A little around the left side of the tree marked a dark black chest with the sign of Mojus on it. Theseus, you felt your key weigh heavy on your chest. And that's where we left our session. Were these chests here before? They were. Okay. You just didn't really notice them because of the magnificence of everything that had happened around you. Being literally in the presence of a god, it was sort of something that didn't really seem to matter. Okay. But as you've had time to ask these questions and sort of take in this wonder around you, you were then able to notice the chests around the trees. Everybody's looking at me. Yeah, why do you think? I would like to begin approaching the chest. Theseus, as you near the chest, the eyes of your party members fixed on you, you can feel the key, almost like a magnet, press up against the back of your armor, as if aching to be placed inside the lock. It draws you and pulls at you. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. The lawsuit would Pardon kind me. of be backing up and be closer to the end of the line. A Delphos would probably be backing up closer to the building? Yeah. Gotcha. Where is Adelphos? Can I prepare an action if he like fails this to like kinda of, like grab his shoulder like that? Well, you don't know. Yeah, you see. don't. You don't know what his intentions are. Or like, if I can see that he's like starting to like. I mean, he's walking. To, like, to, he's it. walking to the chest. Oof. Yeah, 
I'd probably just like want to just add my wisdom modifier. Shoulder. What? Do I just add my wisdom modifier? Yeah. I got three. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, Theseus, you slowly take off this necklace, which bears the ring of your father, a severed human ear, the nose ring, the septum ring of um, Minotaur, and now this key, which you can see glows with some sort of unnatural magical red energy. You take it off your head, and as you begin to push it forward towards the chest, you feel an arm, or a hand rather, grab your forearm, and you look over at Adelphos standing right next to you. I mean, does it like is it like pulling me, or is it yeah, just I'm grabbing like, me? Trying to like you just is it stopping you in this moment. His he's not restraining you, but he essentially, as you're reaching your hand forward, rested his hand on your forearm, and it sort of took you out of this trance. So essentially, you did all that without even like yes. realizing. You it. did that. You oh, did you that like all of a sudden are like for you, you like are standing here now. So you're at this chest. With oh, I see. The key. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like I was in a trance, walking Correct. towards it. And I didn't realize. Correct. It. And then this hand on your arm wakes you out of the trance. Oh. It's up to him whether or not he's going to physically restrain you from opening the chest. Mm-hmm. But maybe y'all should talk about that. Theseus, what are you doing? You're going to open the chest. Is that really the wisest thing you can do? Why wouldn't it? As it's a chest with the inscription of the gods. Don't you think that's kind of a little reckless to open and potentially take it? I, I won't stop you from doing it. I just want you to think about it. Does anyone else... I, I turn around. Does anyone else have any objections? I would have wanted to start making my way to the other side. Of Theseus. Of Theseus. Okay. Not in like a way of trying to restrain right. him or anything. Right. Um, and I will turn to Theseus and say, I definitely don't have any objections if you want to open it. But I want you to know that if you do, it's not free. He'll want something in return for whatever you get out of it. I'm but aware. I won't stop you. <clears throat> you can feel the key tugging in your hand. Um, Alondros honestly is very curious. He kind of has the same mindset with um, the the hair, where he's never turned down knowledge, and he kind of wants to know what's going on, but he's not going to interfere with anything. And these guys have kind of made both sides of the story, so he doesn't feel like he needs to chime in. Okay. Very interesting. Callan will start making his way back towards Velasa as well. All right. I'm not going to hang out around this thing. I'll just pat him on the back and just think about us, and then start walking back. I will take that key, and I'm going to open that chest. Okay. Um, You insert the key into the chest. It turns abruptly to the right. And you hear around the entire chest as these locking pistons almost shoot out. And as you lift open the chest, you see inside a pair of gauntlets. Maroon, almost blood red. I go pick it. I'm going to pick it up. Okay. You pick up these gauntlets and you know one from the vision that you had 
um, several weeks ago that these are, are the pieces of armor that Mo just showed, showed you in a vision. You also know that in order to acquire their properties, you'd have to attune to them. And I will take it and I will slip it onto my right hand. Before you do, you also know with your paladin powers of detect good and evil that these gauntlets are not good. I put the other one on as well. All right. You now have the gauntlets of bloodthirst. Would you like the properties of them? Absolutely, I do. For context, I'm not going to say it's going to take you 30 minutes to uh, attune to them because I can tell you what it is now. Um, but first, I want you to roll me a d100. 41. Alright. While uh, these items, while these gauntlets are equipped, it enables you to carry the sword of Mojus. And then also, once per day, you can cast Vampiric Touch. It's a third, it's a third level spell. That's a pretty good spell. Oh, cool spell. Basically, like, like suck the life out of someone and you get HP. Yeah, uh-huh. that's super cool. Super it does cool. quite a bit of damage too. If I remember. Three that's six. why it's once a day. Yeah, and um, you get the idea when you strap these gauntlets on. They almost whisper to you that they want to be covered in blood. And in the back of your mind, you feel this urge to kill. But you're able to suppress it. Can I? Where Where is Callan at this point? <clears throat> I am standing like slightly in front of Thalassa, so okay. back towards the big so building. So you you would kind of be by by us. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to lean over to Callan, and I'm going to whisper, "We may have just lost Theseus as we know him." I feel like by the time I definitely would have turned around. You're enthralled with these gauntlets. They're far enough away that a hushed tone could keep. Yeah, that was like that was like ears. just a whisper. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not trying to see what they. But I mean, like, I mean, Adelphos? it'd be weird if you had like five yeah. minute conversation. Yeah, no, Adelphos. I turn and I look Theseus straight in the eyes and I say, "What have you? What have you become? What have I become? Your disciple of evil, man." Says who? of the gods. We all have been thinking it. You know it. I'm going to lean into a lot Alandros and not really knowing the words to say I will just reply if he puts us in a position I guess we'll do what we have to. So it must be. I would like it to be known that I don't pretend that I know what's best for you. While I might not agree with certain things, it's your life. I mean, what's wrong with them? What's your problem, Adelphos? Your beliefs are your beliefs, but this, but this is taking it a step too far. No. I need them. I need the power. Listen to yourself. Why would you need the power? For your, against your enemies? To gain riches? To serve your god? You don't need any of that. Yes, to defeat my enemies. I've already proven that you can. No, I can't. Do you not remember the fight in the streets of Melitus? Did it look like I conquered my foes there? 
when I sat on my butt with my father pointing his sword at me. Yet again, nothing has changed. I can't do it on my own. I never could. That's why you have us. You weren't defeated. You conquered your fears. You proved to your father that that you, that you tried, that you could, that you did have the strength and the will. You proved to us that you could stand against what brought you down. You proved, you proved to us, you proved to me that you're the best fighter I've ever known. Better than me. I haven't proved anything to him. I never have. I don't know if I ever will. If I would have had, and I look down at these, these, the gauntlets, if I would have had these, this power, everything could have been different. My entire life. And I grab the ear from my necklace. You see this ear? I took this from the man that defeated me in the games in Akros. And if I had this power, I could have beaten him then. Everything that I worked for in my life leading up to that moment was ruined because I didn't have this. Everything I worked to achieve, I disgraced my family name and I lost everything and everyone I ever cared about. You've gained four more. You've gained us. You've you've proven that you're, again, one of the mightiest heroes. Who cares? Why do you still care if your father gives you attention? You shouldn't care. To him, you've proved to him all you could. Go back and kill him if you need to. I, I can't make that decision. I don't know. After asking that question, I could thought you could be my brother but there's no way and I walk away and you stand there Theseus at the edge of the world Nyx behind you and you see Adelphos turn his back walk away and as you see he doesn't even care to look at your three other companions standing shocked and intrigued at the conversation that just happened. For one of the first times in your life, you don't feel alone. There's something about these gauntlets that make you feel... that makes you feel like there's finally somebody in your corner. As Adelphos is walking away from me, I yell back to him, What do you know about being powerless, Adelphos? Nothing. I've been powerless my whole life. Look at you. You're Adelphos the Great. The man that my father would rather go see and cheer for in the arena rather than cheer for his own son. Adelphos stops and he ponders for a second. He turns around with his hand on his hilt. He says, You've been powerless. I've had to fight for my life. At this point, I don't even care anymore. I'm willing to do it again if you even have to. I turn around and start walking with him. I am going to give a look at Alondros and just say, 
look after her, Thalassa, for me. And I'm going to head over towards Theseus. Okay. Just kind of pat my hand on his shoulder, and not in a menacing or threatening way at all, and just say, just let him go for now. No point in doing this here in a God's Lair. Very true. Having gained a newfound respect for Kufix's whole everything going on, that's just Cal. I'm not saying that out. That's from a player mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. I think we should head back now. As um, <clears throat> I turn around to go, Alondros would hate himself for at least not looking at the various chests to find one that looks like it could be Ifara's and seeing if it has a lock on it as well. You walk around the base of this tree as your other companions begin to make their way to where the ship was. And pretty quickly, um, somewhere near the, the back of the tree, you do find a chest that is almost certainly Afara's. It is beautiful, beautiful marble. On each of the four corners appear to be cut pillars um, with the scene of a city carved onto each side. As if it was undone, it would be a panoramic view. It's Melitus. You see on top the iconic symbol of a water vase overflowing with water. And it is not locked. It's not? It's not. Oh, um... Alondros would kind of put his hand on top of it and um, just kind of quietly whisper, if I am your champion, let me know. And then I'm going to open it up. Okay. You open the chest. The inside is lined with soft, shimmering blue silk. Lying in the chest is a single piece of paper with a quill. I, I pick it up. I, w- I would do it kind of warily, like, I, you know, kind of pick it up and be like, see if I'm feeling like I'm supposed to take this or not, you know, like, just kind of judge if my prayer was answered. Roll me a religion check. Also, can I get back to the ship before everybody else? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fourteen. You get the sense that it would not be wrong for you to take this. You reflect on the journeys they've had this far, everything you've done to try and further not only Afara's cause, but the cause of truth and order in the sense of, of community and society and of storytelling in the attempt to write your book. And for sake of brevity, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm going to say you can cast the identify yeah. spell in this I, moment. I, oh, right now? Yeah, oh. is that okay? Sure, yeah. I won't, make it, I won't make you lose anything from it, just because he knew exactly what it was. Okay. Um, and actually, you look at this paper, and what you don't think is on there appears to be a blank piece of paper. As you move around, you see letters begin to appear in gold writing and gold embroidery around the back. And on the uh, the title that says on this paper, He who is worthy, let him scribe, if his heart is true, what is written shall be manifest. 
this is not a write something and it changes the future. It's not a wish spell. This is not a wish spell. <laughs> I know, I was going to be like, did you just give me a no, wish? <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're fifth level. You, you can create any spell that you want. Tyson Trial, like not... Oh, like Mimi yeah. create a spell? Yes. yes. Oh. Yes. Whoa, that's a lot. And then, that's sick. So, so mechanically, Tyson Child, you can create a spell. Um, the level can be determined will be determined by me after the spell is created, mm-hmm. and it will be one that you can learn once your class allows you to learn spells of that level. Oh. So if I could make a cantrip if I wanted to, yeah. or I could do an eighth level spell. Correct. If I okay. It's it's up to you, but you only get it. You only get it once. Mm-hmm. You only get it once. Ooh. You only get to write it once. You can write it when you want. It doesn't have to be now. It can be weeks from now. Yeah. So it's a spell scroll. No. It is oh, no, a, no, no. It's, it's added, is an it's added un- to you indefinite. written spell. spell. Yeah. Ah. And so once, it, once, yeah, once it's written, that spell, awesome. the spell exists in this universe. Only you know it. And you can cast it. That's great. So Wizards because of the Coast, please cool. listen to this. Because like eventually, or essentially, like Afara is the goddess of magic. Yep. So she's just like, Give me, like, tell me what you want. That's so cool. Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh. And I, I know it's confusing that the way that the words go, right? I know it was, it felt more like... It's way cooler. Oh. No, it's that's way cooler. It's way cooler, it's way cooler, cooler than wish spell, dude. But you, Tyson, yeah. when you are ready, will write down whatever spell it is. That spell will become... And if you want to work on it with me as well, just so that it will work mechanically, right? Yeah. Um... But but this is one of those, hey, like, the sky is kind of the limit, mm-hmm. you know? All right? Okay. That's awesome. Okay, no, that's awesome. Wow, I'm going to have to put a lot of thought into that. Yeah. <clears throat> do we see Elandros do this? Nope. You guys all said that you were walking away, and he specifically said as they begin to walk away, I want to turn around. And okay. Look. I don't want to do the chess thing. Okay. But I did do want to want to do something else. Okay. What do you want to do? Is Krufix still there? Roll me an insight check. Okay. Insight thirteen. You get the idea that the god of time and space is kind of everywhere. Okay. So whether or not he's for sure there, you're not quite sure, but there's probably a good chance. Okay. I want to turn to Theseus, since I would be walking by Theseus, and I just want to say, I'll, I'll be right back. I have something I need to take care of. And I'll turn and start walking back towards his tree. Okay. Is that, that's where we were talking to, yep. correct? As you do so, you see Alondros uh, kind of put something away into his pack as he walks from the other side of the tree. Um, I don't know if I would say anything. I would yeah, as I walk by, I would kind of just look at you in the eyes and just kind of give a nod, and then continue onward. Okay. Um, I want to walk up to the tree, and I want to pull out my little sim- symbol of Phenax. Okay. And just kind of look it over and playing with it between my fingers, and I want to set it down on the ground. And I want to look up at the tree, and I say, would it be possible to switch this out for something that may represent you? How far do you want to go with this? 
I mean, I said what hey, I said. Hey, you, uh, you can you can hear and feel this presence around you. Say, the path of knowledge, unadulterated, is difficult to walk. Only those who are most committed can see its true value and reap its rewards. He's asking you how committed you are to this. I have spent my entire life disrupting others' plans, disrupting the gods' plans, and held a great disdain for you and all of your fellow beings for a very long time. Coming here has utterly humbled me to the core. I think it's time that I really start making efforts towards turning over a new leaf. Your words sit heavy on the air and float up into Nyx. And as you begin to look up, in the vast stars above you in the nebulas, you see one in particular that appears to grow brighter and brighter and begins to outshine all the others around it. And you see that its shine shines down in a beam and that beam rests on your hand. Are you left or right-handed? Left-handed. It rests on your left hand. It doesn't burn, but you can feel the intensity of the star's gleam. And it becomes so bright that you actually can't even see anymore. And then, when it's done, you look onto your hand, and you see the mark of Crufix, the eight-pointed star, tattooed onto your left hand. And you now have the mark of healing. Sick. Okay. Um, your wisdom score increases by one. You now have what's called medical intuition. When you make a medicine check or an ability check using an herbalism kit, you can roll a d4 and add the number to that ability check. Okay. You have healing touch. You can cast cure wound spell with this trait. Starting at third level, you can also cast Lesser Restoration with it. Cure Wounds and... Lesser Restoration. What was the first one? Cure Wounds. Oh. Um, Once you use them, you cannot use them again until you finish a short or long rest. No, sorry, just a long rest. And Wisdom is your ability modifier. Okay. Um, If you are to take a different class in the future that allows you to cast spells. Mm-hmm. You have uh, more healing spells you can get. Okay. But the the symbol is the same on the hand. I do the opposite. You the now <laughs> lose all your piety mm-hmm. with, with uh-huh. Fainax. And as you hear the voice of Crufix say, with great knowledge comes great responsibility. I hope to serve you well. There is no response. I'll turn and start heading back. Alright. By this point, all of your companions... Yes. Would any of us have seen the light? As we're... I I assume that we're all walking through... Yes. This building. Oh yeah, you would have been able to see the light come down through the tree. Okay. Um, you reach the ship first, Delphos. Where do you go? Probably somewhere quiet. Okay. 
You find a space below deck in the hold, kind of boxed off by other crates by yourself. And you, as you first arrive, you can see the crew waiting at the edge of the ship, intent, looking, as if ready to hang on every year. And as you silently make your way below decks, you can hear some sort of questioning amongst themselves. Next, the Lhasa comes. By herself. What do you do, Floss, when you reach the ship? Um, when I get to the ship, I obviously notice that everybody wants to hear something, but I'm kind of so baffled at what just happened that I nod to the crew, that basically signifying that we're okay, and then I would just get on the ship with very few words. You give a silent, reassuring nod to the crew and walk by them all and find your own spot on the ship. And they all whisper amongst themselves as well. Next up was Theseus, again walking by himself. The crew, in silence, watches you approach. You get onto the ship, find Orpheus. Take him to the front, where you two will often sit. Next is Alondros. The ship, now you see the crew members are in complete confusion. The first three members arriving at different times by themselves and all silent. They look to you. So yeah, Alondros kind of get on the ship and a, a little kind of shaken and uneasy, uneasy as his mind is processing everything, kind of raises up both of his hands and in a in a louder voice to, to kind of say to the whole crew, much has happened. We will inform you on the details later. For now, we will wait for Callan and then we will proceed outward. When the time is right, we will discuss what has happened. You see the crew nods, and I adorn it as well. And a few minutes later, you see Callan walk on board the ship. Big smile on my face. And unlike, unlike what Callan, who, like for reals? Yeah, no, for reals. Okay. Um, Callan, someone who most is notorious for being sullen and quiet, you see strides aboard the ship, beaming. And the whole crew, very confused what happened, kind of are there in silence, and our Iodorna then shouts at her crew to get in ship shape as they man the oars and begin to sail away. You notice that there is no current pushing you towards the island. But as you sail to safety, you are allowed to do so by the divine hand of Crewfix. And as the sun begins to set behind the tree, and Nyx begins to appear, you set sail for your next destination, the Kraken's Grave. And as you rest that night, everybody will get to level up. Alright, as you begin to sail back eastward, Iadorna is on the rear castle, the deck. And approaches you, Alondros, and says, So, where is our bearing? For now, 
head back in the direction that we came. We need to talk about this and discuss um, where it is that we need to go. We we have a location, but not a direction. But for now, head back. She nods. Are you all planning? Are you planning to talk tonight, or are you gonna wait until the morning? Alondros would like to talk, but yeah, Callum would be up for talking. Better to do it now than. All right, you walk around the ship and the perspective areas, find your companions, and lead them to the quarters, the captain's quarters. The door shuts behind you, and it's just you five, as it has been before. Around the large table with the many napkin charts. I believe that we should put our feelings aside for a moment, and we should discuss our heading so that we can keep this voyage going and we can deal with our feelings at a later time. As I say, looking to everyone around our table. Yes, I agree. We all might have differing points of view, but. Ultimately, our goals, I feel, are in similar line with each other. For the time being, I say we just try and focus on that. Um, we all, I can't remember, we all got the information about the... Kraken's Grave? I was going to say Diver's Grave, but I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> Kraken's Grave? Yes. The entire ocean is the Diver's Grave. <laughs> Everyone got the information about the Kraken's Grave, yes. Okay. Um, I say... Don't know if the two are related or if it's just a coincidence, but I feel it pertinent to tell you that the overseer's headquarters is sometimes known as the Kraken's Grave. Again, I don't know if that's just a coincidence or if it's actually pertinent to, or if it's the same place. But that was the, all the information I could think of when I heard that being called. With that said, though, what does everybody want to do now? Being that our that, that is our only information that we know of a possible heading, I would say that we need to go there. But also seeing that merely a week ago we were attacked by the overseers, and we know that it is a touchy subject, I would highly suggest that we don't go there. Yes, I definitely don't want to immediately run back into the hornet's nest. Yes, but feels as though we must go there. Eventually. Um, we... It's the only place we have a heading, so it's like, well, well, right. But so then, we have a lot of things we could do. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just a being a laundress, a laundress. Yeah. yeah. What are our options? We could find Apollonia. She is trapped somewhere, waiting to be set free, according to Crufix. Obviously, there's the Kraken's grave. I mean, those are the most pressing things. Unless we want to go all the way back to, like, Satessa. I know there was a couple things there that we didn't follow through on, but 
that, or we can just honestly go explore for a week. I personally don't feel like being stolen. Perhaps we could go find Apollonia. Do we even know where to start on that? We know we are supposed to go to the Isle of Skies. Absolutely correct, Theseus. And we must get lost to do so. Getting lost may be a bit of a challenge for me personally. I am always able to know my directions. So if anybody has anything that may assist with that, I will need assistance somehow. We do still have the mushrooms from the rock. I do have those. I I don't see how those would really help. It could put me in a sleep-hairium. And also I don't kill know. you. Were, so. You were under the effect of them, Melandros. Would you... Is that something that you think may work? Well, it could. But it could also be something that would highly harm you in some ways. It could maybe be irreversible. I'm not sure. I also have these bioluminescent mushrooms that I got from the Nessian woods. No idea what they do. Why do you have all these mushrooms? No, we were just coming across a lot of mushrooms, and it felt like I could make a poison or something, especially with the red mushrooms from the Skull of Ale. I guess it was like kind of a keepsake at the time. I I do have spells and things that could work for short periods of time that would cause you to enter in some sort of hypnotic state. Let's see how it works. That checks out. I'm willing to try whatever. Let's do it, and maybe have one of the crew members stay up deck, make sure we don't hit anything overnight. Everybody will go to sleep. We should also switch out those who are um, steering the ship periodically and make sure that they tell no one of where they have been. Right. And let them do as they please, in which direction we go. Um, We'll have to keep all of our map makers um, from making, from being above deck for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. Just a thought. How are we going to sell this to the crew? I was wondering that myself. Like, I I know that they... After Alondros' speech, they have a lot more faith in us. However, we just took them to the edge of the world. Which I guess bodes well for us, because we got them out alive. Most of them. A couple got eaten by that beast from the depths. But, now we're going to ask all of them to get lost in an unknown place or that we have to get lost to find this place do we have to tell them 
I feel like we could just tell one of them to man the ship because the captain's feeling sick and call a day. We could also give them something in return. Give them information. Give them knowledge of what we have just witnessed as much as they need to know and then in return hope that they trust us that we know what we're doing. Yes, I I feel it's better that we be up front with them personally and not hide it. I feel like that would be a great way for a mutiny if we were to. And if his spell doesn't work, you can knock me out with your new gloves. Nice. Um. Alright, so you guys want to go with the Isle of Skies? Or at least try to? I think so. I think that's, that's the plan. Okay. Yep. And then after that, maybe a nice vacation on some island. Yeah, yeah like a little exploring. I think so. Maybe we could find a island that could benefit the crew in some way. Supplies, fresh something to get them yes. happy. I think that's a great idea. Let's after go to Fiji. Yes. yes. I believe we should talk to Ayodorna about this and maybe the rest of the, the higher-ups on the boat and then talk to the crew. But what? what are we going to tell the crew about the island? Crewfix's island. We could just tell them that we, we... I mean, I feel like we don't have to bore them with the, you know, the hows and whats and just say that we met up with old boy Crewfix and asked him some questions. I honestly feel we just tell him the truth. We don't have to give him, like Theseus said, all the hows and whys and details, but... We could tell them we had to pass tests to gain audience with. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, sure. Just tell them that we've learned information of which direction we should be headed in. Alondros did a pretty good job selling them on the whole bigger purpose. Let's just stick with that. And I go skipping out of the room. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> um, let's go find Iodorna. Um, you find Iodorna. She's on the top deck. On the uh, rear castle. Stern castle. Um, just kind of enjoying the night. Iodorna? How do you feel about getting lost? <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting that. She just looks at you with this half annoyed, half wondering <laughs> if you're actually being true look, but not really sure which path to choose, and just remains silence with an eyebrow perched, inquiring for you to to say more. We are looking for a place called the Isle of Skies. You see she nods, as if she's heard of it before. And to get there, 
We need to get lost. Get lost in order to find it. Yes, I'm familiar with the adage. Do I think it can be done? No. Do I think it matters to you, Five? No. How do you want to proceed? Are we paying them? Yes. Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah. Okay. They received a fee up front. That was part of how much the boat cost. Gotcha. And then, okay. and then after, <laughs> I just realized amount, I don't think we've then, ever paid them. And then after a certain amount of time, they will receive additional money after. We need to find some gold because I'm broke. <laughs> I've been broke for a minute. Sidetrack. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at um, Iodorna and say, we need to meet with the the masters of the ship to discuss our tactics of getting lost. All right. We'll meet you in the quarters. As you go down there, several minutes pass, and you see all of them are there. Rexenor, Hyksis, Philippus, and Basilios. No, sorry, Bisius was his name. The, the chief crewman. And with you uh, five in there as well, um, this is really the first time all of the leaders of the ship have been called together like this since the beginning of the journey. And you can tell by the looks on some of their faces that they are a little weary from the travel that you've done so far, but content. There isn't any hostility here like there has been in the past. Welcome. We have been discussing, and our next, um, due to our the knowledge gained on the Isle of Rufix, we... We know that we must go after the Isle of Skies, and as many of you probably know, we must get lost to do so. So we have devised a plan to do such. All right, what is your plan? Well, first, first off, we will need to have a a rotating schedule so that our Various duties and things that you keep track of may remain unknown. That each person only knows what happened in the last little bit to keep the ship going. There will be no record keeping of where we are, where we could be. And those of you who are accustomed to navigating... Essentially, you will have the next little bit off. Means you, Hyksis. Put those maps away. No looking at stars. He narrows his eyes at no you. No charting. Callan. And he says, fine. Don't pretend like you wouldn't like a couple hours to just lay back. He rolls his eyes. Just remains quiet. If I catch you, I'll take those maps. 
I'll burn those maps if I have to. I, <laughs> you, I won't do that. You I see, won't do that. you I'm, see, right I'm when sorry. he says that, you see he like goes to like punch you, and Rexenor and Philippus <laughs> and Vicius are like, "Whoa, Hicks whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down, man, whoa, Hicksus, I'm sorry. take it easy." I'm sorry. You I'm see, trying to turn over a new leaf. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. It just you, came. I, you see I was his, angry. His neck is strained, <laughs> and he's got a pulsing, a pulsing vein in his head, and his uh, white hair that is normally so um, perfectly pulled back in, into a ponytail is now like loose in a lot of ways and he has what appears to be murder in his eyes and you see without saying anything he just lifts his finger and points it at you Callan as if to say you better not you better not touch those put my hands up pull out my little notebook and next to his name write don't threaten maps <laughs> exclamation point you see he kind of straightens his his waistcoat after that, and kind of like moves his hands quickly to get those guys off of him. And Iodorna says, Okay. Um, is that all? Is that all we're going to do? Um, well, for any of you who travel by star, you will also be relieved of duties and. We need to get lost. If you're manning the the helm and you decide to go left, great. Don't tell the next person. We need to be lost. We need to not know where we are. And if there's anyone on the ship who does, we need to keep them below decks. It's going to be an interesting way of going about. Everything that you know, essentially, we need to throw it out the door. We need to keep the ship afloat, but there is no heading, and that's how we want it. All right. We'll begin right away. Maybe before the next person starts, too, we spin them around like 50 times. It couldn't hurt. <laughs> All eyes at the table move to, to Hixus. And Hixus goes, Fine, if it's for the greater good. Blindfolds <laughs> <laughs> me. Alright, so you're going to begin to try and get lost. Yeah. Um, the catch is, Callan, you have keen mind, which means you always no. know where north is. Um, I will give it to you that if you are under the effect of hypnotic pattern, pattern, that that would super your thought enough to where you wouldn't know where North is. How long does it last? A minute. Oof. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody in the crew, start spitting. (laughs) Start (laughs) spitting. So, obviously, obviously, Callan... You would not know where North is while you're sleeping. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, I thought about that too. Yeah. Um, uh, but of course, that's not a perfect fix, right? Um, I'm so excited. I can't sleep. All right. So you see the crew goes goes hard at work. What do you what do? You do? Um, as, as we go and get the crew, I'm going to kind of just go up and explain to them kind of what we're doing. Okay. And just say, oh, I mean, I, I, I mean, 
essentially, I'll just tell them that on the island we went through tests, we spoke with the god Crufix, who gave us knowledge, um, and we need to use that knowledge, or one of those things that we were told is that we need to go here. Or from that knowledge, we know that we need to go here. Because you technically didn't tell us, and so that would be a lie. Um, and in order to do that, we need to be lost, as many of them probably know. And you explain that, that this is the natural next step in the pursuit of where Apollonia is located. Um, most of them just take that as it is and run with it. They're happy to oblige. Um, all right. We're going to have one person roll. Just dumb luck check for the first night. What are we rolling? A d20. Let's see what happens. 11. 11? Ah. As you all begin to go to bed and rest for the night. Great, Kellen can't sleep. Just kidding. All of you are restless. All of you, as you toss and turn in your bunks and hammocks, are hard-pressed to find sleep. Just as your eyes begin to get heavy and droop, they shoot awake with some innate, unknown fear that pulses through your spine. Lucius, roll your d4, please. There's a four. Okay. The next morning, you all wake to groans and grumbling. It appears that though the efforts of the night for you to try to get lost were relatively successful, most of the crew don't know where they are, you find that everybody on the ship wasn't able to sleep a week. That is, except for Theseus. Uh, early in the morning, I would have gotten up and just recognizing that everybody is still very much awake, I would have just gotten <clears throat> sick away in the bed and just gone upstairs. Okay. Up onto the upper deck. Are you allowed to? Oh, yeah, you, you're under a... We're not getting lost. It doesn't matter where he is. Even if he's below deck, he knows where North is. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. If he is conscious, he knows where North is. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. I'm going to go just kind of lean on the railing on the back of the boat. And... Think about Maxor and the last words that he said to me. Okay. And just sit there and ponder about him. Would I have seen Callan leave? Yeah. I wasn't trying to be sneaky. And everyone's awake. Just, it's kind everyone of just except for Theseus. Probably even commented something like, Alright, I'm over this. I'm just getting up and going. Is this in the middle of the night? No, this is no. like early in the morning. Early in the morning. Oh, we still get a long rest, or nope. no? Nobody benefited from a long rest. Or a short rest, except for Theseus. Huh. And do we still have the same light points that we had? No, your hit points increased because you leveled up. Okay. But they haven't gone back up because we have. No. You're, when you level up, it's like a video game. Okay, sick. Because I was at 12 hit points. <laughs> Actually, we'll make it interesting now. We'll just keep it at wherever you were at. All right. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. That makes the game have 
higher stakes. So as I see him go up, I would just kind of give him a little bit, and then I would go up and follow him. Because um, I want to talk to okay. Callan. You approach, and you see he's just leaning on the back of the ship, staring. I kind of go up to him and... What do you think of Krufix's Isle? I have always had a deep reverence for the gods. Looking at them as beings that never cared and used us as playthings. That is why I worshipped Fenax for most of my life, even growing up. But going to that isle and seeing a god who whose purpose was to maintain the order without without determining who's right and who's wrong and who's good and who's evil but simply just keeping the order so that the balance can exist, I was extremely humbled. I've been feeling in a place where I felt lost and and honestly felt like I wanted to get revenge on the gods for whatever reason. I felt used. And it was the first time that I felt that I had truly found a being worth worshipping. Which was not what I expected to find. Did you change? Are you saying that you changed your deity? I think I did it. I'm freaking out about it a little bit, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I've never cared whether I was a good... It's, it's a weird word. I never cared or had empathy for others and their situations that they may be going through until I met all of you. And especially Thalassa and the sense of protection that I feel for her simply because I honestly can't imagine what she's going through and not knowing why and probably feeling pretty alone, or at least I would be. And so by meeting all of you, it has shown me how to care. Honestly, I don't think it's really set in yet, what I just did. Well, from our last chat that we had, till now, I see a change in your entire demeanor, for whatever that's worth. And 
I'm glad to see that you seem happy. You seem like you found more of a direction than last time we talked. I think I'm happier. Well, thought creates being. If you think, therefore you are. And I'm happy for you. Thank you. I quite honestly, it was the last thing that I expected, and I almost left without doing it. And I still have a long ways to go because though things have changed and I want to be different, I don't really feel much different. Slowly. I mean, I, f I feel different than when I was with the overseers, but it's all a process, right? Yes. A journey is made up of footsteps. I did get this, though, and I show him my left hand, and... Eight pointed star. What does it look like? Like, I, like I know what the star looks like, but yeah. what does the... Is it just like a scar mark, or is it... A, it's it's a like a tattoo. Glowing, shiny tattoo? It, yeah, I'll say that it has the slightest look of Nick's built into it. Does that make sense? Sick! That's cool. That it appears blacker or dark blue at first glance, but the longer you stare at it, the more the colors begin to sort of change and shift like Nick's itself. How does that work with your scales? It's the scales, it's like each individual scale is, is like, colored, you know what I mean? That's so That's cool. super cool. So I, I guess I'm kind of committed. <laughs> Looks like. <laughs> the day goes on. Can I? Yeah. One more topic that I wanted to talk about with Callan. Um, we won't be too long. But... I did have one other thing that I was that was pressing upon my mind mm -hmm. of the relationship of Theseus and his god and the effect that that has on Adelphos. Yeah, that was unexpected, but the reaction could be very expected. What are your feelings on it? Well, I believe that if Theseus hasn't made a choice in the past, he has now, and he's committed. And I think with each step that he takes towards Mojus, he takes a step away from Adelphos. And essentially, us, if He does not make steps to to stay. I can understand both of their perspectives. I can understand why Adelphos feels upset, and I can understand why Theseus wants the power. I'm worried that 
if he does continue to get these pieces of armor, it's certainly not going to be for free. It's either going to take him, or... I, I don't know. I don't know what the price is. I agree. It's it's going to cause conflict, no matter what. It's just how we deal with that conflict. I don't want Theseus to feel like he's alone, because I think that that is the last thing that he needs. And I can understand Adelphos being upset and not wanting to talk with him, but him walking away probably made Theseus feel alone. I would concur, yes. I'll talk with Theseus. Him and I have... I feel like we've had some good talks, and I don't know, maybe he needs someone who will just listen to him and not judge him or his decisions. Yes, and I can I can talk to Delphos. Alondros, you are the last person that I ever expected to hit it off with. We come from absolutely opposite sides and point of views of the world, and you have quickly become my closest friend in this group. So thank you for that. It's been a great example. I feel like I can feel Theseus. So I thank you for that. Yes, I I feel the same. And I am grateful that we've been able to grow this friendship. I can see it now as I put my hand on his shoulder and kind of gesture out towards the sun, the criminal, and the poet. We'll, we'll, we'll work on the name, but I'm glad you're here. I'm working on a title for my book. I'll put that down in the... <laughs> as the options. Yeah, yeah, as I kind of... I feel like you. A workshop. <laughs> Criminal and the nerd. 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 He's writing a book. Criminal <laughs> and dweeb. Alright. You all sail on. Without much happening, because you know which direction they're headed constantly. Um, after that, I would have kind of tried to gather up with everybody. If we are trying, are we still trying to get lost? My way? Yeah. Okay. I'd say it's it's morning enough now that everyone's awake. Okay. Again, grumbles from the crew that nobody slept. Well, that. Didn't seem to be effective at all. Maybe we'll just get to the point that we're so tired, everybody passes out. I feel completely well-rested, and I have no idea why. You're telling me that you slept all night peacefully? I call dibs on your bed tonight. <laughs> We're switching. Orpheus, go, go, no, go, call, no. go get it. Well, I'm glad at least one of us got a night's rest. 
What is your passive insight? Ooh, what is it? 10 plus my wisdom? Mm -hmm. It would be... Or 10 plus your insight. 12. Um, you get the idea that it is peculiar. An entire ship couldn't sleep, save for one person. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking of it. It's good to know, Cal. I was thinking of it. Um, yeah, I'll just hold on to that for now. I don't want to... I don't want to bring that up in front of everybody, so... Well, we could get some breakfast and maybe just everybody try to go back to sleep. I don't know. We can take shifts. The crew needs to sleep and you, Callan, need to sleep to get lost. I absolutely have to. That may be our best way of of doing it. Hypnotic pattern lasts for a minute. Yeah. I've got three uses. We have three minutes. <laughs> nice. You have command? Sleep. <laughs> I have suggestions. You should have a real nice sleep. You uh, should have a real uh, long sleep. If I we did that, you. could would that work? No. Oh. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. I suggest you get lost. <laughs> I just run <laughs> to the back of the boat and jump off. <laughs> Honestly, the whole conversation where Alondos was trying to explain the plan, I was just wanting him to be like, so get lost. Titi, <laughs> <laughs> go on, go away. Get lost. Get lost. Resemble. Get lost. <laughs> okay. So you're going to go in shifts to sleep then? Attempt yeah. to? I suppose that we get Callan really inebriated. It's a better word than drunk. Um, we have used quite a bit of our wine reserves. Um, what's your what's your constitution like? Honestly, even when I have been, I still know which way is north. Gosh, we have two options. <laughs> I try and get a night's sleep, or you knock me out. You want me to knock you out? I mean, I'll be incapacitated. He's only at 12 hit points. <laughs> I feel true. like that's a bad idea. I mean, you don't have to hit me with your sword. I, yeah. You're looking a little worse for wear. I don't want to hurt you. That way, you will succeed. I mean, if, if you don't fight it, I mean, technically, if you just auto hit you. Yep. Just bludge you, right? He punches him. Yeah. I'll say... If you don't feel comfortable with it, I'm sure one of the crew members will, but I trust you more than I trust somebody else to do I know one map maker that would love a chance <laughs> at this. Yes, well, he doesn't get that opportunity. <laughs> really no other options. Can you think of any? Not really. If we were to use hypnotic pattern on him Mm -hmm. and then like put him in a barrel or something. (laughs) 
would he know what direction he is? Yeah. Yeah. Once the, the way, once the, way, the spell, yeah, bears wears off, I would instantly know which way is north. Yeah. <laughs> the way he, the way he, the way he works is is to imply that even if you are in a dungeon or somewhere where you can't see the sky or stars, that you just innately know where north is. And now we found the solution to when a player takes. Keen mind. Just make him have to get lost. Yeah. That was always my intention, even before you took Keen mind. Oh, I know. I was so just, I was just joking because it's there's so many things that it's good for, and now well, yeah, crap, we, did you have to we found that? this Achilles heel because before we go down this route, I would like to look down at the symbol and in my head say a prayer to Krufix say, please let this work and me not embarrass myself in front of all these people, and I would like to try and cast Cure Wounds on myself. You want to heal yourself? Yes. I thought you wanted to get knocked out. I do. Does he have to get me to zero hit points? Yeah. Mechanically, yeah. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I won't. Okay. Okay. Glove or no glove? You gonna slap it? <sighs> Who's your daddy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely punch him. He like just takes it off. <laughs> Honestly, I would prefer no glove. You got it. So you're taking off gauntlet? Yeah, yeah, I'll take I'll take the gauntlet off and roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh crap. Are you taking off both of them or just one? Just one. So is the gauntlet like a full Gauntlet, or is it just like one of the it, the wrist? It goes over things. his forearms, and then there's a little bit that goes over his hand, but his fingers are free. Okay, really? Yeah. Huh. So it's more of a a Roman correct rather than like a, a medieval gauntlet. Correct. Okay. We're calling it a gauntlet. No fingers. Correct. Okay. Said a constitution. Uh-huh. Nineteen. Okay. Roll me four d ten. Twenty-one. Okay, so you take ten damage as you take this gauntlet off. Okay. And as you do so, you realize something that you didn't notice before. It's as if the gauntlet attached itself to your skin and was siphoning your own blood to keep itself alive, as if the gauntlets themselves were living. And as you do so, these little tendrils seem to peel off as you peeled it off, and you hear, like, the slightest distasteful cry come from the gauntlet and as you take 10 damage you feel sick you can't be diseased so because you're pounded but you do feel sick to your stomach nauseous um and as you strain you look up and there's blood coming out of your ear and nose Oh, can I make an, can I make an insight check yeah. on this cuz yeah. I'm watching this yeah, yeah. yeah. Crap, absolutely um, 17. 17? Yeah, these gauntlets are absolutely cursed. Okay. <laughs> but you're no longer attuned. Hmm. I wiped the blood from my nose. Well? That seems 
perfectly normal. Pucker up, buttercup. And I punch him right in the nose. <laughs> okay, roll me a d20. This is only to see if you get the crit. It's an auto hit, because he's not trying yeah, to block you. What do I get to add to it? Your strength modifier and proficiency. 13. Oh, and my proficiency? Why not? 16. Okay, so how many hit points do you have? 12. All right. Never intentionally if, had someone make my character unconscious. If 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 you're able to KO him in one hit. Vidious. Sorry, I always do that. If you're able to KO him in one hit, Talon, you will drop to zero hit points, but be unconscious but stable. Okay. Meaning that you will not. I have a if you want. I have a healer's kit that makes me... It stabilizes him. Perfect. But it does not bring him out. All right, consciousness. We can, wow. that. Yeah, we can even perfect. say... Medical's on standby. Love like, it. Love it. He would have to roll death saving throws, but we... No. Mechanically, you're fine. I don't even have your roll medicine check on that. You just use it. Yeah, I don't have to. Yeah. I just use it as an action. So. Heck yeah. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Um... Your options are Theseus. You can put a smite behind this and knock him out in one punch, or it might take a couple. I'm gonna do it with one punch. Okay. Thank you. I'll uh, <laughs> end it quick for you. No one wants to hit over what and level, over. Again. What level of smite are you gonna use? Tenth. No. Just um, first level. Can we get a little dramatic and go with the thunderous smite? So I'm going to write it as thunderous no matter what. Oh, okay. So your likelihood of getting him in one with the first level is less than a, a second level because that's only 2d8 plus your strength modifier, 1d8, all the damage you do. It's broken. Because you are only d Plus my strength modifier. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. more like a fish. Okay. Okay, so roll your 2d8 and add your strength modifier. 12 on the dot. You say, pucker up, buttercup, and Callan goes, wait, there's one more! Boom! You hit him right in the nose. And it breaks Callan's nose. And you can see his thick purple um, triton blood begin to stream down his face as he collapses to the ground. And where is this happening, by the way? I'm assuming on the top deck. On the top deck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, we didn't really specify. Um, yeah. I'm guessing it's a player. And you rush to his side, Alondros, administer the kit to stabilize him immediately. He'll be knocked out for some time. But the second Callan's body hits the floor, all of a sudden, you see you are in a storm. Clouds roll in, lightning flashes, and rain begins to pour. And you see Iodorna on the helm, now struggling to keep the ship from tipping in these high waves that seem to come out of nowhere. Shouts over the storm. Well, I'm not sure exactly what you're looking for, but I think we may have found it. And that's where we'll end this session. Nice. Oh, oh man.
Hey, do you love everything D&D? Be sure to subscribe to our TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for consistent updates. We're also on Patreon for only two bucks a month. You can get loads of exclusive content, including our after show. Thanks as always, and we'll catch you next week on PGD&D.